Liverpool, right? 
you know, you look, when you watch Ground Dog, Dad, somehow, maybe we should talk about this in the podcast. <laughs> well, we're recording now, so we can. Uh... Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think when you watch, when you watch Ground Dog, Dad, you remember, and it's like, oh, that don't seem too bad. Does it? Flat having a right laugh, doing the same thing. Go, when you're in that world, it is shit, isn't it? It is a bit, I must admit. I, I, and the weird thing is, I'm actually struggling with Saturdays and Sundays because the, the Monday to Friday, I'm quite okay with because you, yeah. I kind of try and make it look like a normal day. So you kind of structure everything and, you know, you do like try and do timetables and stuff like that. But then at the weekend, when you're normally used to sort of like thinking, great, here's the weekend, I can chill out and not do anything. Well, when you've been not doing much in the week, <laughs> it's not too good. Okay, let's have a look. Now, um, what have you you've just been you just finished watching Hunters, haven't you? Oh. My deepest sorrows about to go down. We're a lock picker, a spy, soldier, master of disguise, and two weapons experts. We would bring God's justice. What do you say? I want in. Agent Morris, I think there's Nazis living in America, and someone out there is taking them out. There is a right way and a wrong way to get justice. You do this, you become the evil you are fighting. They're broadcasting something. It's a coded message. And we find them before they find us. They're trying to save the world. There's a lot more where this came from. I like to know who you are! Run, 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 I need to learn how to fight. I know a few people, you know. And I'm not even going to describe the, what happened. I'm not even going to get put. I can say there's a double whammy at the end of it that I think it might be the best 
twists I've ever saw in a TV show. Now I I, I do know what happens at the end of the the um, the series because you know I know I I, I research stuff. I've got two episodes to go, so the, the the finale episode I've got to watch. But I do know what happens at the end. I'm going to ask you a question, and I, I'm not going to say are you going to know what it is because I know who the two main characters are that I mentioned at the very end, a, a man and a woman kind of thing. Now, do you see do you see the man? <laughs> yeah. You do. It's, about, a yeah. it's an amount. Oh, wow. You only got one of the twists then, ain't you? <laughs> You've got the biggest one. You don't know what that oh, is. Really? Um, but yeah, the end bit, that end scene is so amount. I'm not amount. You're not amazing because it's horrible, but it's like, what? It's like proper jaw drop. Really? There's two bits happen in it. The one happens, you think, no way. And then it leads on to that one. You think, what? It's an amazing self. It was an amazing TV show. You know what I liked about it? Because I've been told of this before that it's really good having a show where the the Jewish characters in it are not they're not wimps. They're not yeah. they're not you know not turning the the other turning the, the shoulder on them. You know they are fighting back. I don't yeah. like that. But it's a bit like Inglorious Bastards did it a bit, didn't it? Yeah. You've got the, the bear Jew and all that stuff. It was good to see, oh, well, no, they're not going to sit back and take it. They're going to go out and find these Nazis. And I know there's a lot of people who are against it because the mate, because it's got a lot of, you know, even in Auschwitz, there's a sign about hunters and, and, and Auschwitz at the moment saying it's not true. But mm, the yeah. point is... It's historical fiction. It happens in all stuff, doesn't it? Well, it's a, it's a super. It's a, in essence, it's it's not it's not a superhero program, but it's more of a Mission Impossible style program, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean, especially with the people who who, who uh, the master yeah. of disguise character and everything like that. And um and I I think now that there's there's nothing wrong with that because like what you said about like the Tarantino universe is that I think. A young young Jewish people these days, and obviously you know both of us are not Jewish, but um, you know like the idea of a, a scenario where they could you know they could have turned around and and actually be responsible for catching these people and 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 leashing out some you know some torment some some you know giving them the good news and all that kind of stuff. There's nothing wrong in that because I think that's so true. And, and also what I what I like about this series, and I don't know if you you agree with this, is the fact that you know there's all the stuff that's mentioned in it about the 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 Nazi soldiers, the uh, the um, yeah, and all them, you know, there's always been those rumours, and also there is fact as well as some of that are being moved to Germany because of like they're not wanting the Ger- uh, the Germans to be recruited by the Russians and all this kind of stuff. And um, there's that always is. been that. That's always been that out there. Real. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially with Argentina, it's, isn't it? That's the, the thing with Argentina. It's it's always yeah. been the rumor of Argentina, and and I like that. And and they're just taking something which is a rumor and using it um, because it's like it's like that program that we watched, you know, to do with the um, the fables, you know, and it had like Flavor Flav and and all that on there, and and you know that program which I can't remember what it was yeah. called. Now. No, I can't remember that. So, but it's like that, yeah. isn't it? I just think, you know, did they suffer? Right, I love that film. It's not real. Alison yeah. McLean said it's fiction, but people thought it was non-fiction. The boys from Brazil, oh, I love that film. It's not real. None of these yeah. things didn't really happen. There weren't really a Nazi scientist experimenting with twins in the jungle. But it doesn't matter because it's... I, I think everything has got a right to be interpreted how you want it. Everything, I think, you know, I believe, like, everything's funny. Everything can be laughed at. I really believe that. Like, if you don't like it, don't what don't watch there's a lot of people saying, Oh, you watch that, you must be must have anti Semitism in you. What? You watch hunters and you think the Nazis are good in that. 
No. <laughs> that American bloke in it, who's oh. one of the baddest characters has ever been in it, he's amazing in it. But you don't like him and think, oh, he's cool. I mean the very, I mean the very first episode, and this, you know, I mean we we've just told you exactly what's going on in the program. Uh, I mean the very first episode, you know, he looks like the all American barbecue with the family mm-hmm. over and all that kind of stuff, and then he does something in it, and he turns around and he says to the the woman who called him, "Hey, you know, you wouldn't believe how much I what I've had to put up with," and you think. And that, actually, to be fair, it might sound horrible, but that's what actually, when I first started watching it, because I was, like I said to you, when I started watching it ages ago, I said, the main character in it I can't get on with because he's just like a bit of a douchebag. But then as soon as that scene happened, I was like, whoa, this is this is bringing it to another, this is reminding you that the Third Reich, going yeah. into being the Fourth Reich, you know, was it, uh, <laughs> there's nothing nice about him at all. Yeah. You know. Well, I like what I like about that Logan Furman. I like what I like about him is what I think American TV does far better than what we do over this country is make an unlikable person the hero. Yeah. I think a lot of our TV is good guys do good things and bad guys do bad things. A lot of people on American TV, bad guys can do good things and good people can do bad things. And I, I, I like that ambiguity in it, a bit like Breaking Bad. They're the, the really, really good at it. We're a bit too stuck in our ways where the good guy has to be nice. Because Logan Furman in that, he's not that nice. He's not. No, no. Like I said, when you watch it, it all comes back round with him and it, and it, has a lot, it, it explains a lot what, what Alpacino is, what Maya's saying to him. I don't want to give it away, but there's a lot going with that. And that's what I like about it. That's really good. One, no, let's move swiftly on with my ADHD brain. Is, <laughs> I've, got one word for you, I've got one word for you to talk about, ready? Because I haven't saw you here. Look like this. Picard. safety but one is never safe from the past please sir someone's after me i have an appointment your name please sir picard p-i-c-a-r-d it's nice to see you up and around again we have an obligation to investigate there is no we jean-admiral i am standing up for the federation for what it should still represent this is no longer your house jean-luc home. I have to help her. You really want to go back out into the cold? More than ever. I have a plan. Another top secret unauthorized rescue mission. This is everything that ever mattered to me. I'm going with you. I need your skill and your courage. The past is written. But we are left the future. Hold on. She was sent for a reason. I'll get the information we need. I help people who have no one else to help them. Dad! What? 
I know there's been a few people that have been a bit uh, anti and all this kind of stuff, which I find oh, ridiculous, I, I, really. I was I watched right the other night. Uh, I watched about four videos of anti Picard videos, right? right and okay. some of the things to talk about, and you know, you listen to me, you think, yeah, you're probably right in the the scale of all of. But my God, it was a good. It wasn't a perfect series. It no. was a, probably a bit too long, wasn't it? I think I, I, probably, yeah. I, I think, I think you could have could have done it maybe yeah or maybe probably probably you could have done it in probably six couldn't you next to be honest about it well how many how many episodes was there in it it was a ten ten, ten episodes think... yeah you could have done it easily in eight I think but the the thing is like I think we, we've talked about this before is that there's only what one two three four five six the seven main characters in this in Picard and you've got a kind of like because because Patrick Stewart as Jean-Luc Picard was such you know in probably let's face it, the best Star Trek TV series, ultimately, when you think about it, TNG, you know, everyone still thinks of, you know, oh man, where's so-and-so, you know, where's Geordie, where's Beverly, where's all this kind of stuff, you know, and you can't have every single person coming into it. That's not to say they won't be in the second series because they all, they'll all still, I mean, I I noticed that there was a, um, they had like a virtual dinner or something like that. And, and um, uh, the actress who plays Beverly Crusher, um, Gates Gates McFadden and uh, and 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 the other chap and Worf Michael Dawn they were all there so they all they all get on you know and and you can't just have you can't just crowbar people into it but I don't care what anybody says a bit like Discovery right yeah at the end of the Discovery when you first saw the Enterprise turn up oh you have a chivalry spot chivalry spot and then Riker turns up man looking ace let's face even though it doesn't really make any sense the end bit with Riker. It does, <laughs> it's brilliant. He doesn't make any sense how he's retired, then all of a sudden he's a lead, the lead admiral of all that. But he does, he does say in that episode that uh, he's still on call-up duty. flagship is hailing us. Acting Captain Will Riker in command of the USS Zheng He. And? And it is my duty to inform you that the United Federation of Planets has designated Planet Julian 4 in the Vite Sector as under the protection of Starfleet, according to the terms of the Treaty of Algeron. Too late. Our claim to this world takes precedence. Move aside. Great, right, I have a priority request to open diplomatic negotiations and protection for the inhabitants of Gurleon 4. General or Commodore or whatever you're calling yourself, right now I'm on the bridge of the toughest, fastest, most powerful ship Starfleet has ever put into service. And I've got a fleet of them at my back. We've got our phasers locked on your warp cores. And nothing would make me happier than you giving me an excuse to kick your treacherous Talsiar ass. But instead, I'm going to ask you one time to stand down. General, 
Your orders. Retarget weapon systems. Prepare to fight. Weapons hot, deflectors to full. Excellent decision. Stand out from Red Alert. Now prepare to be escorted out of Federation space. That won't be necessary. Really, it's no trouble at all. Will, how the... When I heard you sent an SOS, I asked for temporary reassignment. Just because I didn't try to talk you out of it, didn't mean I was going to let you go it alone. I'm supposed to sit around in the woods making pizza while you have all the fun? Admiral Picard, I leave this situation in your capable hands. Thank you, Will, for always having my back. I learned from the best. I've got it from here. I'll see you around, my friend. Right around. Yeah. He does. He does say that, and I, I, I think it's that. a little bit like the police and and the doctors and that, where you know you can retire, but you're never really fully retired, are you? Yeah, I, I, and I, like I said, people having this this video I was watching the Scottish guy. It was really funny because I'm one of these people. I quite like negative videos and things that I like because I like that counterpoint. I don't always want a bit like this. Uh, this podcast is a bit in it. We never just like. We're never just going to suck everyone's cock who we bloody like, are we? You know what I mean? We're just not... Uh, uh, you know what I mean? I'm, 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 I've been watching a lot of very rude stuff at the moment, so my, my language is quite coarse. Um, so I've been watching the, uh, the Righteous Gemstones. If anyone's oh. watching that, it's the most foul-mouthed thing I've ever put It's amazing. But, you know what I mean? If we don't like something, we'll say it. Something's oh, not yeah. Something. I saw a lot watching negative videos. Uh, but, you know, I think a lot of this stuff about Patrick Stewart, people forgetting how old he is. Oh, this is Man. not the. This is not Picard. He's eighty-eight years. What is it? How old? Uh, let me just have a look. Uh, Patrick Stewart. He's going to be about that. He's seventy-nine years old now, and, and you know, and, what ninety, whatever it is. Have you seen his wife? Yeah, yeah, she's nice, isn't she? That's how he keeps his that, that twinkle in his eye. Well, absolutely. I mean, they've been married for seven years, you know. Yeah. Married seven but, years. So, and I saw him on. Did you see him on Graham Norton last night? No, I'm gonna. Was it good? It's really good. Ricky Gervais was on there. Uh, yeah. Patrick Stewart and his wife was on there, and you know that. Yeah, yeah, I like I, I like them too. I, I saw them on uh, on Jamie Oliver's program, and he's pretty good. But I mean, I think as well that, that I mean, we were talking about trying to remember people's names in the cast, and and I think we're all a bit. Oh. I think it's probably our age more than anything. But yeah. you know, I think every single character in that um, is is really good. You know, I think every all of them. They've got time. People go, oh, you know, this is videos watching. They said, oh, it isn't like the way that like next gen was, where the, the you know, they bought a character and you knew all about. But they've had seven years to do it. It's only been one year, and I think exactly. a lot of these characters are going to be flashed out, aren't they? Like yeah. The well, I think he's going to he's going to he's going to have to take more of a kind of like a backseat and be like. But then again, he everyone forgets that Picard wasn't Kirk. He took a backseat in you know a lot of the shows. No, but um. You got booze in there already, are you? No, it's apple juice. 
<laughs> now, uh, me and you, you tipped me off on a, a cracking documentary uh, that uh, oh. I watched the other day called uh, QT8, about the first eight Tarantino films. Uh, right. it's really Who do you know right now that's dangerous? <laughs> I remember my agent, she was saying, well, we all kill each other at the end, and, you know, there's no money, and uh, nobody's ever heard of this Quentin guy. The resonance of this cinema is to push you. Our 90s auteur indie cinema, the equivalent of the French New Wave. Everyone is standing in the Quentin Tarantino line to work. I don't care who they are. And we had this meeting, and he seemed like kind of an overzealous geek. But guess what? He had the talent to back it up. The greatest fight any two women ever had in a movie. And yet their femininity never went away for a second. He didn't want to do the dancing. And he wrote the part that John Travolta played for Michael. Michael didn't do it. What a brilliant screenplay. Imagine having to sell those to pay your rent. This is how he views the world. Quentin comes in and he goes, well, I don't really trust Kristoff to kill you, so I'm going to do it myself. And I'm just like, well, at least if I die, it's Quentin Tarantino who killed me today. He didn't change history. He's doing exactly the quintessential task of what storytelling is all about. What if? There's no dishonesty in anything that he writes or how people talk, feel, or speak. How's Quentin different from other directors? I never fear that my joy is going to be cut off. That was fun! <laughs> he's got his tent. He'll do other stuff. He's not going to fade out. I think he needs to live to 150 just so he can accomplish whatever he wants to accomplish. Oh, it's brilliant. That is really fact, good. There's so many facts in the first five minutes. Isn't that with Michael yeah. Manson? Tell you what, it's like, I don't know about that. It's amazing, isn't it? But I mean, they've my- seen that. I love that when you talk about that. Well, I love all the, all the, I mean, the people that are in here, I'll just read out the people that are in this. It's uh, Samuel Jackson, Tim Roth, Jennifer Jason Lee. Well, I kind of forgot about it if I'm. Yeah, honest. yeah. Uh, Diane Kruger, Kurt Russell, Christoph Waltz. Doesn't matter what that man does. I could sit and listen to him all day, you know, Christoph Waltz. Uh, Jamie Foxx, Lucy Liu, Bruce Dern. He's passed away now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Robert Forster. Has he? Has Bruce Dern? Let me no, let's yeah, just check. Forster has. Robert Forster. Robert has. Forster. He looked ill when he was doing. Um, well, uh, in. In- oh no, he's still alive. Sorry, I'd hate to put him in the grave. Uh, to, no, he's still alive. He's got a film coming out actually. Been, uh, uh, Robert Forster, Zoe Bell, who I'm really I'm interested in. Zoe Zoe Bell. Bell. Yeah. Really, yeah, wonderful actress and stunt uh, stunt actress. Eli Roth, Michael Madsen, Stacey Scher, Scott Spiegel, Richard Englander, Louis Black, and, and no Tarantino in this, which is probably a good thing because I think if you interview Tarantino, he'd take it over too much. I think you know. <laughs> oh, I love Tarantino, but I think it was a good way to because when he when he's easy and bold, everyone else becomes irrelevant. Yeah, and, and I think that's why they just put their little quotes, didn't they? It was just more about the thing. But I just like, like I said, I found that just by mistake, the fault. You know, look, Tarantino, I thought, oh, that's got to be good. It can't be that good. And it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, yeah. like I said, Michael Madsen is so cool in it, isn't it? I'd love to meet Michael Madsen because I always thought, and I've heard this, a few people have turned around and said that he looks like the kind of person who, who could be a bit of an ass, Not as like a showbiz ass, just a bit of a, 
a bit of a fella. I think it probably I mean? was when he was a bit younger, weren't he? Yeah, he's getting, up, you know, he's getting up a lot of like, fuck off, weren't he, in that first uh, reservoir. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I've heard though that I've heard a lot of people say actually that he was, he's one of the most professional people in Hollywood and quite quite a nice guy. And and in that interview, it comes across because the way he's saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I ain't, I ain't getting shot by Tim Roth, and you kind of think, yeah. <laughs> oh, you are becoming a bit of an arse there, aren't you? But I yeah, suppose yeah. I can understand it. But the way that you know it gives you a bit of insight into like Reservoir Dogs and all the other films. And as you said when when we were t- uh, texting each other, the fact you kind of want to. You want to then go and watch? Like, I want to watch uh, Django again because I, I think yeah. I've only seen that twice. And uh, yeah. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown, Jackie Brown is actually the one film that, don't get me wrong, like we say, a, 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 and you can't even say a poor Tarantino film, but no. it's not my favourite Tarantino film. I don't know why, but I haven't seen it in about maybe 15 years, maybe yeah. something like that. That's got all over it, mate. When I was watching that clip, Oh, yeah. I was thinking, watching when you see Robert De Niro sitting in that rocking chair, rocking backwards and forwards, baby love. And I thought, no, I've got to go back. I've got to go back and watch this. Because one, I love Pam Greer anyway. I think she's a, a wonderful actress. But then you think, hold on, Bridget Fonda's in that film. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And you think, God, there's loads of people in that. Well, so that's... This is it all, where Robert De Niro was a minor role in it. And Robert De Niro at that point, well, weren't producing crap. <laughs> no, no, he was still in his, uh, he was still in his good, his last uh, good stage. And Santa, I did watch a good De Niro film on um, Netflix called um, The Family. If you ever want to watch something, it's quite funny. It's about a bloke and they put him in witness protection in France, him and his family, and his family start taking over this village. But it's got some very funny stuff in it. Like, we, I'll tell you one brilliant scene in it where he's like to blend in with the local people. They find out he's American. So they bring him along to like a film night and they sit him at the front because they want to see if this all, they go, oh, we want to see with American if this film's authentic. And it's good fellas. No. Really? <laughs> and he's cracking up at the front. Then he's telling all the stories. It's really funny. It's really oh, good so film. is he playing himself in it then, is he? Yeah, it's sort of, yeah, it's one of these films where, you know, you know who he's playing, but they don't call it him. But it's yeah. him, Michelle Pfeiffer. Tommy Lee Jones plays the FBI bloke. It's got some very funny stuff in it, but it's really violent. But Rob De Niro looks like he's having a whale of a time in it. And what's that called? It's called The Family. Family. From about five years ago. It's, it's really you'll like it. You'll like it. Right, okay. Uh, so yeah, it's, um... a, it's a brilliant documentary. Is a brilliant documentary. I tell you a lot about it. It's like the way he's. I told you the sick bit. I bit of loving it. I know you'd love the Alvis bit in it. That's why I didn't inspire you about that. <laughs> mm. But I just love the bit when he's watching the dance scene and he's like twisting away in his own little world and he'd be on the camera. <laughs> I, I, I still I still maintain as well that 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 I know we've talked I know we talked about this when we did the Pulp Fiction podcast, but I still like to think that in that suitcase it's the Elvis gold suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You say what's the thing is like the way the Michael Madsen at the end is talking about the Vegas brothers. Oh. It's just too, too it's too late now, isn't it? It's too late. Well, should we cast it? Would you recast it? No. You know what? I I would I would turn around. You know what? I think if you're a Tarantino fan and if you're a fan of Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, I honestly don't think you'd give a shit. I would love to say because um, Travolta wears a wig in it, which to be fair, I didn't even really think about that. I knew Samuel Jackson wore a wig in Pulp Fiction, but I didn't really think about it now. It's bloody obvious, isn't it? Because in how bald he is. And there is some terrible photographs of old JT before we start, you know, before he actually decided to admit he was going bald. That painted head on that he had that one day was just awful. I think I'd I'd go for it. The only thing is, I suppose, is the fact that you you could look and go, yeah, they look a bit older, but as soon as they put them black and white suits on, it'd be fair play. The only thing is, though, is that. Could they be as energetic, you know, as they are? Because both of them are getting on a bit. Yeah, a la 
the Irishman. Yeah, and and he's good in that, but the problem is he's too old. And don't matter what, it's not even the base; it's the gait. It's the way people hold themselves as they get older. You change. You start. You you student as you get older. You can't help it, and all that kind of thing. It's like, but you couldn't recast it. You couldn't recast it because who's going to do John Travolta? It's impossible. He's got that all about him, hasn't he? That's like you can't battle it. No, I suppose you could maybe have a Tom Tom Hardy kind of thing. I suppose, maybe. I saw I saw a trailer for his new film coming out soon. I can't remember what it was now. Looks pretty good. And I see he's doing children bedtime stories in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Talking about Gates, um, I've been watching um, Chris Tarrant's uh, Railway Journeys uh, sort of like because I like a I like a railway journey. Yeah. Did you watch the um, the quiz? The man who asked the questions may be king, but the man who has all the answers is God. Are you ready to play? He's going to do all the help you can get. We're watching people making life-changing decisions. Final answer. Yeah, final answer. I'm a commissioned officer in the British Army. There are standards. Why did you change your mind so often? That's what the producers want. It's the the um, the, 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 the drama, the tension. Exactly. This is cheating. It isn't cheating. What is cheating? They're cheats. It's giving an advantage. This is theft. We're placing you both under arrest. I hope that I know if someone's trying to steal a million quid two feet in front of me. There's a pattern. But what, coughing? I didn't even want to go on the show. God damn it! This isn't cheating. So what did you do? Brand new drama quiz. Starts this April on ITV. No, is it really good? It is really good. He is really good. I like Michael Sheen a lot, anyway. Well, Michael Sheen is brilliant as talent. He really is. And if you if you didn't see last week's um, um, Graham Norton, Michael Sheen asked Graham Norton loads of questions as Chris Talent. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it, it's really good. Honestly, it, and because it was on like every night for over three nights, it is really enjoyable. And there's enough in it for three nights. There really Absolutely. Is. Yeah, because it's kind of like the start of how they they come up with the idea of going on the quiz and the fact that the major clearly didn't want to go on the quiz he didn't really want to do it he's, he's not that thing and then it's the whole quiz thing about them cheating or do they cheat that's what's good about th- that program it's not it's not oh. all about showing that they they cheated it's about it puts questions in your head of thinking because they still deny it that's john good. ronson i tell you it's a fact john i love john ronson john ronson was part of the defense team mm. right he was working with them and he, because he said he went into to write a book about how they were guilty. Mm. He said the longer he hung around with them, by the end of it, even if he had questions, he said, I don't know if they did cheat. Yeah. I don't know if they, they don't. They said they told everyone they didn't cheat. He said even in private moments, he heard them over talk. He heard the wife and that Ingram talking privately one day, and they were still denying it, even to each other. They were going, we never did it. Well, apparently, that also, they never met Tarquin Whittock, or whatever his name was, the guy who did the coffee, and apart from that, she actually did speak to him the night before, and that's where it's all built on, you see, this this conversation that they had, whether it was to do with that, they don't know. The one who comes out worse is the um, the wife's brother, who's just, he just comes across as a whole blast. The major just comes across as, like, as Tarrant explains, just a eccentric major, you know, and... um. And they're still trying to get, they're still trying to get it all, all crushed. But it's really, it is really enjoyable. Matthew McFadden, as I always say, looks like a bloke who's, you know, a rabbit in the headlights all of the time. He is per- perfectly cast. He's one of them, you know, you know, you get them a lot. I think um, it's not that 
a bit higher up. But Matt Damon's a bit like that. I think it's just like a, a, an everyman actor, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know just what I mean? Just fit into everything like that, yeah. and they're really good. They're not mad stars. I don't think, you know, you know, these are never going to be superstars, but they're just very good at doing roles like that. He's, done, he's been in so much stuff as well, he has, oh, hasn't well, he? Well, Ripper Street for a start. He was perfectly cast in Ripper Street. Plus you know, I never finished that, you know. I never... Me and oh, I didn't... Before. I didn't... And uh, I think it's all on Amazon, isn't it? Or Netflix or one of them, isn't it? I'm not too sure. I know um, I, I've started re-watching Life and Mars again. Uh, and I might give Ashes to Ashes another go. What's, what's it like re-watching Life on Mars? It's pretty good. The only thing is, is that... I mean, it's, it is really good. It's great to see them too. And at this moment in time where, the, you know, we're still getting people breaking the embargo and clapping on London Bridge, uh, Westminster Bridge, sorry. You kind of wish there were more Gene Hunt police officers out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sort yeah. Of that. Um, I'd like, I, the reason why I'm going back to it is because I never really quite understood the endings of both Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes, what? especially to Ashes to Ashes, where you're meant to find out that Gene Hunt is like the gatekeeper to heaven or something. Yeah. How is that going to be a new series? How the hell are they going to do a new series? I don't think there is a new series because that was broadcast. Well, it was broadcast on uh, April the um, on April the first, wasn't it? That tweet was. Not... <laughs> so I, I don't think that I don't think that do that. There's no need to. I don't think. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd welcome it because I like John Sim. I like Glenister. You know, I, I thought the supporting that casting life on Mars was really good. It was well written. I thought Ashes to Ashes was a bit long winded. Really good bits in it. Good bits yeah. in it. In it. Good bits. Should, in they were all good again. Killy Horse was great in it. Yeah, but the problem is it become a bit one note. I found by it was all about it was all about Gene Hunt then, wasn't it? And that, you know, I think the thing is, though, is that that's really what you wanted anyway, wasn't it? Ultimately, yeah. because Gene Hunt was such a breath of fresh air. It's like I've been watching, I've been going back and watching Minder uh, and uh, The Professionals and stuff like that every morning. Oh, and you know what? The Minder, I don't watch it every day. You see, yeah. if I'm up at the right time and it's on, I'll turn it on. And I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. Although I turned into one episode of The Professional, uh, no, uh, into uh, The Sweeney. Um, Big nod to Nigel there, who's still desperate for us to do this. Oh, no, it's, I love it. Oh, we'll, we'll do it. We'll just leave him hanging up <laughs> for a bit more. And he, he had this kind of like, this kind of like um, scene where they're in the back of a van and that they're kind of, um, you know, spying and all this. But Dennis Waterman's character, Carter, he's off romancing some, some lady and you've got this really crap 70s romance music going on and they're going, yeah. I don't remember this being uh, in, uh, in Dingy. <laughs> It's like all them things you watch them and like their attitude to women and is terrible. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, Realised and they're like drinking. Just everyone, yeah. like I said, a bit of professionals. Everyone's drinking at all times. Mm. But that was the that was seventies in Britain, weren't it? Well, considering what, uh, what's happening at the moment, uh, it's what's happening now because uh, you know not only people are being there's more people being put in hospital with coronavirus, there's more people being admitted to hospital unfortunately because of domestic abuse and alcoholism. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember saying like you think about it, there's probably loads of couples who never really spend much time together ever in their life. No, no. No, I, mean, I was thinking this I is didn't, the I didn't time. sign up for this. No, <laughs> this is the I was saying this is the longest time I think I've ever had off when I've been working. Yeah. Can you ever think of a time when you've had six weeks off or eight weeks? Nah, when? Nah. And it's like, well, apart from when we were unemployed, I suppose. Yeah, that was if we working, we never had I think I've never had longer than two weeks. I got a list here of films that have been um, delayed because of the obviously because of the coronavirus. Uh, obviously, No Time to Die has been moved to November two thousand and twenty. That was obviously because the, one of the biggest fan bases for James Bond is 
China and Japan. Yeah. Um, so that's been moved over. Obviously, uh, Wonder Woman has. Um, Black Widow. Now, nah, Black Widow, I'll tell you that. I've just found their press release down here. So, Black Widow, I'll read this out. There's uh, a picture of Tom Hanks there. We've had a Tom Hanks thon over the past couple of days. We've had, uh, we watched uh, Castaway and then we watched uh, Apollo 13 because I watched Apollo 11 the other day, which I don't know if you've seen that. I, that- I bought it on Blu ray. Um, but it's on, it's his on Amazon if you watch it. Oh, and the footage, mate, is, Amazon. oh, it's so, so good. It's really, honestly, I, I thought, you know, when you watch it and that, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I love space stuff. And Peter turned around and said, it's really good. And I was like, I'm just going to buy on Blu-ray because, you know, Blu-ray, 4K TV, might as well. Then I noticed that it was on Amazon. I thought, oh, it's pretty typical. But it's so good. The colour, it's almost like it was filmed yesterday. It's brilliant. You love it. Um, so Black Widow and the MCU in a restructuring of its entire release calendar. Disney's pushed back every Marvel movie in a cinematic universe. So Black Widow was meant to open on May the 1st, but will now shift back to the slot previously occupied by the Eternals on November the 6th. Eternals is moving to February the 12th. Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings will now open on May the 7th. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is shifting to November the 5th, 2021. And uh, well, it hasn't even been filmed, I don't think. Uh, the change is also affecting Marvel's slate for 2022. Is Thor: Love and Thunder, which will be opening on February 18th, 22, and Black Panther 2 shifting to May the 8th, 2022, and Captain Marvel 2, which was not previously dated, is now set for July the 8th, 2022. I'm really surprised about stuff like Black Panther 2 because that was that was that was released in 2018. So there's a four-year gap here. That's almost like Bond kind of thing where yeah. it's dangerous to do that. I, I don't know why they didn't jump on that because it was such a well-received film. They didn't start – I mean, obviously, I suppose the, the main actors in it had other stuff to do. Um, but, you know, I, I think they're leaving it a bit too long. I think I'd be shifting that up a little bit. Yeah, Probably I don't the know same going, I don't know what's going on with the, like, the, uh, the Disney Plus TV series. And if they have holding film, like um... – uh, you know, with Tommy Dustin in and they're making that what's he called? Oh uh, Loki. Loki film? So I, I think that's already been done, hasn't it? It's been done that has. I think so, yeah. Have you, have, have you, you not been tempted to the Disney Plus with Isla being around, not even the free No, because I'm trying to keep it off. <laughs> she's bad enough she's always on a Kindle at the best of time. So yeah, what I don't want to do that is because I'll get hooked in then and then what I'll end up having to have it. That's what I think. I think I might get it, you know, once we go back to work and we know that we're back into the world of security with money and all that kind of stuff. I might jump in. The last thing I want to do is go and contract myself out for two years and then suddenly, you know, things go proper. Not that I think things are going to build pear shape, but uh, I think I might wait for it. I've got too much to watch anyway at the best. Exactly. Of time. You know, I'm going, I'm going through all my old, my, all my old TV stuff. So we, we, I'm nearly finished all creatures great and small. And then uh, I've got all the scrub stuff to do. Do you know there's a new Elvis movie coming out? No, no. Right. I, I, I heard that, um, that Tom Hanks is playing Colonel Parker. in. So is that it? That's the I, one went, is. I heard him saying on something, I'm doing Colonel Parker, but I can't say anymore. And I thought, oh, what that is? Then, ah, right. What out what world of Elvis? What do uh, Well, it's it's a Baz Luhrmann film. So who knows? It might be a musical. And it's starring Austin Butler. Um, mm-hmm. Now, apparently, this was a cease production in Australia after co-star Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, tested positive for COVID. So he must have been over there, either pre-prepping or something like that. Yeah. So who knows? Be very um, interesting how they're going to do. I can't, you can't imagine him playing a 
Because he was a horrible person, weren't he, Colonel Parker? I just remembered. I just remembered what um, that Tom um, Tom oh. Hardy film is. Ca- uh, Capone. How about if our good friend Al, ladies and gentlemen? You know what the difference is between Adolf Hitler and Al Capone? It was dead. Capone lives like a king in Florida. He has full-blown dementia. I have reason to believe that could all be an elaborate act. What's this about? We have information that your client may have tucked away a very large sum of money. You can drop the act now. You got ghouls walking around. Guys like you own this place, $10 million. We made a promise. Someday we was gonna make it big. The only thing that really matters is how much it's his family. Right, because I know we filmed that. Oh, right, I'm so looking forward to that. You're not seen the trailer for it? No, is the trailer out now? Mm-hmm. Look amazing in it. Because it's towards the end of his, about the end of his life, isn't it? The end of his life, yeah. And he don't, well, he don't say much in the trailer, but he don't say much at the best of times, does he, old Tom? No, no. Uh, yeah, that's worth uh, worth having a look at. Uh, further down, there's, lo- there's there's absolutely loads of films. Well, I'm just skipping through a few of them. Jurassic World, Domination, you know, there we go. Um, in fact, there's loads of films I don't even know about. Oh, Batman, The Batman. Oh, uh, um, is that this year? I think so, yeah. that's been uh, That's been put back, I think. Uh, it's halted production, so it's halted the UK production on Matt Reeves' DC Films reboot for at least two weeks. Oh, I think we can guarantee that's going to be uh, for at least three months. Um, well, I'll tell you the most irritating one like that is Billy Walking Dead, right? Yeah, episode 12, which was two weeks ago, right? Was the penultimate, it set up for the final episode, and was an announcement that the, the last episode got cancelled. The court ran coronavirus when they were fucking filming The Walking Dead. How ironic is that? <laughs> so we've got to wait now for the last episode till fucking October. Oh, man. I, I can't. I was thinking, I've, I've had a look around there and no other place has done it where they showed it all about the last episode and people are saying, please stop. But what can they do? You, you well, can't film through a bloody... If someone's got it... They've got it. The thing is, though, is I think that's that's the downfall of what how they were filming because we've said that many times, isn't it? Where things just didn't quite make sense and they look slightly different because they're filming stuff so out of order. Yeah. Clearly, that's uh, did you know that there was a, a Matrix Four was in yeah. production? You know that yeah. that's been I'm really, look, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to it. But uh, like I said, there's a there's a lot of like uh, there's a teaser trailer you can watch of it, and yeah. there's also you can there's a thing where you know you can do that. Watch the first four minutes. It's a weird thing that they do, and it does look amazing in the thing. But Neo's not in it hardly in it. There's a one bit of Neo where he's like an old man with a big beard. Yeah. So I think they're realising that he's not going to be able to do all that stuff that he did before. But it's other characters. I just don't know if there's any need for it. I I, I don't. I I know you know myself, but I love the Matrix films. Well, one. (laughs) I love one Matrix film, and 
Yeah. Well, I like I like it. I like I like the first one, you know. Yeah. But again, I'll probably re-enjoy it. Uh, Avatar, <laughs> excellent. That's been put back. Uh, it can be put back for a long time. Right, it's not going to be enough room. But you figure them smaller films in between them, they're going to get destroyed, aren't they? Well, I think. I mean, unlike unlike major studios, um, let's just make sure it's still recording. Yep, it is. I've never done. I've only ever done five minutes testing on this, so. <laughs> um, I, I think unlike major studios who don't want to use the likes of Amazon and and, uh, and Netflix and stuff like that, I think the smaller studios uh, would easily jump on a thing of saying to Amazon, "Look, stick it up there, release it for twenty quid to rent." Yeah. I'd, well, I'd, ha- and- I'd happily sit and watch a film for twenty quid. Well, the whole family well, getting together. Me and Emma had, um, you know, one at the Amazon. We did the hunt. You know, they've done that thing where they've direct from cinema. We did that, and that was fourteen quid. And yeah. we spend because that's a lot of money. But when you sit down and work it out, it's not because you spend thirty quid when you go out to the cinema. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also when I mean, you can go to the toilet whenever you want. Yeah, and it's really, you know, really, you know, like I said, watch it on my big telly. I did lose it. Lose. I'd still rather be in the cinema. Let me don't get me wrong, but it's I'd rather do that than not have it. Wait in two mm. years for everything. Uh, what else has been moved? Uh, Greyhound, the World War Two drama written I've by and starring Tom Hanks. That's been put uh, put through, which is a shame because I was I, like you, I was so looking forward to that. Um, Peter Rabbit two, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's been well, that's been moved. Well. About, don't you think that's gone really quiet about that though? Oh God, yeah, it really well, has. Far more hype about that Ghostbusters film. Um, Tom Cruise's uh, Top Gun Maverick. Um, apparently, there's a remake of Candyman. Did you tell me that that long ago? I did. Yeah. Gets Jordan Peele, who did like Get Out and stuff, and. Um, huh. There's a, but it's really weird because you watch the trailer and there's no Tony Todd in it. But I watched a, read an interview with Tony Todd and yeah. he said, I, I might pop up in it somewhere. So. <laughs> uh, and the last one, because otherwise we'll be here all day, is of course uh, Indiana Jones, uh, the untitled one has been moved. Now, I mean, I don't know how many, I don't know how many <laughs> things they could do. Do you know Keep what? Watch Christmas Skull again when it was unlearning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since the cinema. God, it's God awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it's got to get better. It doesn't get any better. There's some great scenes in it. There's some. Yeah, I mean, the scenes like we've the comedy version of the other ones. That's what's yeah. wrong about it. It's like a oh, it's like the ending. God almighty! And you saying that? Sorry I, mean, for, I feel sorry for Harrison Ford in it a bit because I think he's good enough in it. Well, I think I think he's he's really good in it. I really liked um, uh, Ray Winstone. Yeah. I thought he was cracking. Them to, I don't know what it just pissed me off a bit that they turned Ray Winstone's character. I mean, I know he redeems himself at the end, yeah. but the way that they kind of you yeah. know he's a bit of a turncoat. I hated that. That was that was wrong. You know what's his name? Um, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Mm. It's not. I don't blame Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> it's a bad role, isn't it? It's just a bad. There's no need for it. The problem in that film is to throw too much at you. There's no need. And to be fair, I mean, you know, Shia LaBeouf has made some dire choices in his his career and his life. But I I actually think he was good in that film. I just just think it's a shame that, like everything, you put a kid in it, and he's meant to be a kid in it. Uh, It ruins ruins anything like Blues Brothers 2000 at the end of the day. You know, you put someone like that in it, it's always going to be slightly downhill. I I really liked, um, uh, oh, what's the name, the bad guy? Bad guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, not Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, the more talented Clay Blanchett. Clay Blanchett. I mean, one I found, I thought she was quite hot in it. As she's well. really good. Mm. But the problem with the film is like it looks more dated than the other ones. That's what I found about it. Just looks, it's too much. Just too. And the comedy's crap in it. 
The comedy's god awful. <laughs> well, and you know, you, you've got is the jerk. Worst scene in the film, it's in the fucking Tarzan bit. Oh, no, is no. it a worst scene in a? I don't I, think it's the worst scene I've ever seen in a film. I think it goes almost under the lines of um, the whistle during the uh, the James Bond. <laughs> that bit. Oh yeah. Here's Bridges two miles back. Bridge is that way. You're not thinking that. I sure am, boy. Ever heard of Evil Knievel? <laughs> I've never done that before. Neither have I, actually. Which everyone, you know, the penny whistle is always pretty weird. That, yeah, that the uh, the dancing. The, now we say it's a dancing um, gopher or whatever it is in the fridge lands. Oh. Obviously, because everyone thinks it's a caddy show. But that whole the whole thing with the, the fridge, I don't mind as oh. long as it didn't. But but it should have just stayed there it's so that it could get anywhere. Not flying through the air and rolling out of it, and then seeing a, a gopher looking at it. Oh. I loved I loved the um, the eating ants bit though. I thought that was really quite. That was up in par with any kind of Indiana Jones. Um, but, yeah, it was just a badly misguided thing. And the fact that Spielberg might not be directing it now. I mean, that says it all. That, I think you've got to read between the lines there. Yeah. He would not wash his hands if, if he thinks there's something coming, something that's bits wrong. He, he obviously... I just think to let it lie now. Let's just let it lie, shouldn't they? Yeah, I, mean, I think as well that, I mean, it's a shame because I think, like, I think we said this when we did the Indiana Jones episode, that when you saw Chris Pratt dressed, you know, they did that fo- photo mock-up of yeah. him. I thought it looked cracking in it, and I'd, I'd buy that. I'd go with that. Well, why, why not? You know, no one's the, you know, the characters are made before the actors. They don't get an actor and write a character around him. So no. why can't you? I've got no. I really haven't got a problem with recasting if the story's good enough. That's all that matters to me. Well, if it works for James Bond, it can work for anything, can't it? Of course, it can. I mean. well, yeah. Um, I've had a quick look up on. Uh, I was looking at Netflix earlier on and what was coming up soon, and I, I, I don't know. What, I don't know. I haven't got all the stuff what's coming up soon, but something did catch my eye, which was they are adapting all of uh, the Val Dahl children's books, and um, that's that, that's starting with, with no surprise, Charlie and uh, the Chocolate Factory. Is this animation or is it? I'm. You know what? I honestly can't tell you, but I think you'll be interested. The fact that the director of this is Taika Waititi. Yeah. So yeah. what say way to do. Um yeah. so the uh, did Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit. And I think and he's doing that and he's also doing which has never been adapted for TV, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Well, right. Yeah. So right. That's all coming so, to all coming to Netflix. So. so I know they're doing a new uh Master of the Universe series, aren't they? And the Masters of the Universe. Of Eternia, defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull!
Battle Cat, and I became He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Only three others share this secret. Our friends, the Sorceress, Men-at-Arms, and Orko. Together, we defend Castle Greyskull from the evil forces of Skeletor. Are they? Kevin Smith's writing it, been writing it for the last year. Let's have a look, see if we can find any new information out. This is stuff we don't get to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't know, you lost the universe, didn't you? I did, but I have watched it since. And um, it has. Oh, it's talking has... talk the Dolph Lundgren film, although. <laughs> <laughs> the worst skeleton ever. That was uh, Frank Angelica, Angelica, wasn't it? That's a really good bit on that documentary. It spent had loads of money, but then all the money fell out. We can, and that's put like a black mask on it now. Yeah, just a mask on it. Some mask. Uh, well, it's going into limbo at the moment, which is no surprise, I suppose, with, um, with everything that's going everything that's going on. Yeah, I'll have a look at I'll look that up. I think the trouble is you've got to make it really kind of Conan the Barbarian-ish, haven't you? You can't make it campy. Camp. No, because it's got, a, you know, especially with the world of, like, Game of Thrones, it's got a whole world you could do in that. Mm. I know, you know, they're probably going to get rid of the Prince Adam bit, and I think, the, I think them days are going to be gone now, because it's, it's going to be a bit that, they're going to say, my God, Prince Adam, you're built like a British <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, unless I suppose I was not working it. Could you could you have could you have two though? Could you have like an actor playing Prince Adam who looks a bit like him? And then as soon as he wafts his sword out and starts waving it about, yeah. um, boom, here we go, you got the big muscly muscly yeah, fellow. Yeah. That could work. I wonder she was in it. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, she was, yeah, yeah. Mama's always trapped jaw. He was always like my favourite person, buddy, isn't it? Trap jaw. Because people just like man at arms, don't they? That's <laughs> just one of man everyone just loves man of arms. Even though he was actually crap, he never oh, did yeah, anything. Yeah. He had all these weapons. You fucking use them, man. What what the, what would they do with Thundercat? I mean, yeah, it's a good point. Have you seen any of that? What's got this thing of um time? Cat, you mean not Thundercat? I was thinking about you know I was thinking of uh, you know <laughs> his obsession. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, bloody hell! <laughs> let's, let's never let's never go down that conversation ever again. <laughs> Talking about that that conversation, um, Red Dwarf. Promise land. If anyone is out there, we're in great danger. Please, please. Who are you? We are fleeing from the feral cats who seek to kill us for spreading your teachings. Do you think I'm some kind of god? I'm a nobody, really. Come on, guys, back me up here. Well, he's less than nobody, an absolute zero. Act like a god. Act like a god. You've scarcely mastered human. Fire everything we have. We're stranded on this moon. Oh, is there any way to get out? Have you considered opening the door? Well, the boy is from the dwarf. A feature-length special, Red Dwarf, The Promised Land. Thursday the 9th of April, new and exclusive to Dave. Yeah, it's really... Uh, yeah, I know, I've heard a lot of it, but people have been quite snotty about it, haven't they? Right, it's never going to be like it was in the 80s and the 90s, because they're not them people anymore, but I can't say that. I mean, it made me laugh three or four times out loud, and it was really heartfelt, which yeah. I've always been it's missed a lot of the time. And then I said, I told you, and I said, it's the best of the new yeah. City Finished. Mm. I, I, I would love to like the scenes between Lister and Rimmer. You understood that what it was all about. You took it all the way back that they were brought back to keep each other going, weren't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that, that's what I really liked about that. And I like the, um, are we still recording, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I can't open the um, the screen on that for some reason. My oh, there we go. 
Let's just make sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that whole thing about the moon, I thought was was really good. My computer's having an absolute mare at the moment. There's some classic classic Rimmer stuff in it again, weren't there? Oh god, yeah. I mean, I also as well. I got. I mean, I love the um, seeing all the different uniforms. Uh, I knew you'd love that bit. Uh, because my favorite my favorite Rimmer uniforms was the red and the blue ones with the yeah, padded, yeah. the kind of padded jacket. I I love them. I thought it was it was brilliant, really good. All I love, I just love some of the comedy between Rimmer and Crichton, which was always the best stuff. It was that thing. I, you like me, don't you? <laughs> you like me. And he's, that cracked me up. Have you seen the, the I've already pre-ordered the, the DVD, obviously. Um and uh but on on Dave, if you go onto UK TV play, which yeah. you can download on your TV, it's free to register. Mm-hmm. They've got the smeg ups on there and they've also got the behind the scenes making of documentary on there as well. Which is really good because you've seen them doing all that. What I liked about it, it had a story and you know, simple story, but a lot of the problem with the last couple of series have been aimlessly that hard. An actual narrative. Yeah. I know there's some of the things that, don't, like I said to you, I do not understand how Rimmer did not know about them when he knows about it. I, I, but and I said to you, I'm sure he knew about it because in that episode in the first series, he discovered all a bit about the cats, didn't he? Yeah, we had the old cat in the holes, didn't you? Yeah. The holy donut and the... And look, I told you a bit about, bloody, uh, about Holly. I'm sure Holly was back in the other ones, weren't he? I can't remember. I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and watch him because I've got, a, I've, I've got, I bought them not long ago, and um, because I weren't overly, no, I, can't, I can't say it wasn't overly keen on the last series because I enjoyed it, but <laughs> I, yeah, bits. But I'm one of these people as well. Like, if I really enjoy something and I, and I really do, I'll order automatically order it. Much to my wife's anger, I'll mm-hmm. automatically order it on Blu-ray or DVD and buy it. And I don't think I had them. The same with Scrubs. I recently just bought the last three series of scrubs which I, i've missed series nine because it didn't really have them in it but you know i'm a collector of it anyway um before we we finish i'm going to do a little bit of a shout out to i've got then i've just found out that on um if you look at facebook on the laptop you can change the format of it to a simpler version <laughs> which i didn't know and going into the administration thing on the waffle on podcast i could see all the new people that have come up and i didn't i couldn't do that before i didn't know how to do it so i'm just going to re- shout out a few people that are on here we've got two new member requests by the way but they haven't answered the question. Ah, I can't can't allow it. So if anybody does want to join us on the Facebook thing on Waffle Podcast, just answer the question. It's an easy question. It's just someone like, "What's your first episode you heard?" Um, so the people that have just joined us are Adam Granger, Chris Fox, what? Jeff Wendell. Oh, uh, sorry, Jeff Wendell, Jeff uh, Waddell, uh, Kevin James Henry. That's a good name, isn't it? Uh, Steve Piggott, equally good name. Yeah. Uh, Bison. Gavin O'Reilly, you know what? I did this on the podcast. Did, did you hear the podcast I pulled out the other day? I did, yeah. Yeah, I forgot my glasses when I was bloody reading that, and I did that. Just <laughs> uh, Gavin O'Reilly, James Johnson, Dave Handley, Ian Higgins, and Krista Nirvana. So there we go. And we got we got a few people liking that me and you are talking to each other at the moment. Great. So, there we go. So, is there anything you'd like to mention before we stop recording? I was going to talk about Tiger King. You must have heard about Tiger King. You know, so I've, not watched I've Tiger heard King. about it, but I Next. haven't watched it. <laughs> not every day that a zookeeper went to prison for murder for hire. There are more captive tigers in the U.S. than there are in the wild throughout the world. Animal people are nuts, man. They're all crazy. I'm sure y'all got a story to tell. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Joe Exotic, and this is Sarge. 
He was like a mythical character living out in the middle of bumfuck Oklahoma who owned 1,200 tigers and lions and bears and shit. Come here, love me. <laughs> Matt Spokin, good looking, love to party and have fun. I don't think we're done blowing shit up today. I don't figure you are. <laughs> they have a heart and a soul and a mind. I've learned from them. But Carol Baskin keeps saying, I can't have these tigers. If he ever had an enemy in his life, it was Carol Baskin. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. Carol is the Mother Teresa of cats. We will end the private possession of these cats. This is my way of living, and nobody's going to tell me any otherwise. Carol has an army of people working for free. She's a plain out hypocrite. She literally does everything that I do. Joe says, will you go to Florida and what? Kill that fucking lady. What a story. And it got way bigger. Sometimes they say that I'm the prototype for Scarface. We're supposed to be sexy because we're luring people in. You may now kiss the grooms. You're going to have to kill me to shut me up. This is my first album, I Saw Tiger. There's 28 songs and 16 music videos. I saw Tiger, now I understand. I saw Tiger, Tiger Saw Man. I've mean, heard a lot of negative things about it. No, well, the world is negative. But it's like, I think they were saying, I was looking this morning, it's in the top five rated, show, rated shows of all time now. It's oh, got 110 million downloads from Netflix. You're funny it's so, po- so popular, we had to do an, another show, like a catch-up show, because people are so popular. There's people having parties in America. It's amazing, Meds. Watch it. It is like, okay. someone said a brilliant thing. He said, imagine The Simpsons if it was real. <laughs> really? Yeah, it is. It's got everything in it, meds, conspiracies, hitmen, drugs, suicide, animals, gay weddings. <laughs> Honestly, meds, attempted murders, mystery murders, animal. Oh, it's amazing, meds. Honestly, people have been watching it. My brother like, did it in a day. Ray said he did it in him and Kate did it in a day. We've wow. like held back meds, but there's only eight of them. But it will take over your life. So, do, have you have you seen the Louis Theroux meets Steve? Yeah, because like, Louis is tweeting about it, saying he knew uh, all the people in it. So, so is it worth that episode? But spread out over seven with other weird shit. And I mean, meds, you will be open jawed when you watch it. Me and Emma, everyone's like, "Oh my god, how did that happen?" Yeah. Honestly, meds, it's amazing. Is it worth watching the Louis Theroux thing before before that, or just watch that and then the Louis Theroux thing? Yeah, I'd say watch that after. But whatever you do, don't read about it because the, when it starts off the tiger man tiger king's in prison oh right okay that's all you need to know so don't read any don't, don't read anybody don't read because we haven't because we don't know what happens to him at the end but okay. it starts off with him in prison where he's been accused of hiring a hitman to kill another woman who looks after big cats <laughs> right okay <laughs> that is, is the first story and then it goes crazy oh right, okay I'll, I'll watch that then i've been watching uh nothing as uh, exciting as what you've been watching i've been watching uh you know a lot of my cookery stuff and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing in the mornings there's a program called daily kitchen which is which is a bit of a spin-off from saturday morning kitchen it's oh, with Matt Eber okay. and uh jack monroe uh emma probably knows who jack monroe is she's a uh a, a, a 
you know, a journalist and, and uh, rights campaigner and stuff like this. And I tweeted the other day, because it's, basically it's a stripped down version of the show, where she does stuff in her kitchen and Matt Tebber does stuff in the studio. And they're basically using all the stuff that you get in your, your cupboards. Anyway, I tweeted saying, that's a really good format, really enjoying it, thanks ever so much. P.S., love the fact you had a tiger in the kitchen. She's got this massive ginger cat, really yeah. cool cat, right? And she just picked the cat up and waved the cat at the camera. That was it. And somebody, you know, somebody always jumps on your Twitter thing. So anyway, saying, oh, pets are disgusting, they're dirty, they shouldn't be in the kitchen. And it's like, it's yeah. her kitchen, uh, for a start. Oh, but you know what? I, I didn't even notice. I turned Twitter on, and I had 61 notifications on my Twitter feed that people have been replying to. And I was there going, I will do was praise the bloody program. And next thing you know, <laughs> jumped on it. So but it's worth, it's a pretty good program to watch, but um, yeah, so there we go. People jumping in on social media again. Right then, well, uh, thanks for uh, jumping on and uh, good, good to chat with you again. again in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think we've got another three weeks of this, haven't we? At least. We might be back. We'll start in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll stop recording and then we can chat about that afterwards. So, all right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. See you later, Waffle Family. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar. And away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly.